0: Listeners. 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 Hi. I am so excited. I am literally (laughs) bouncing up and down like an infant girl up and down in front of you today because Oathbringer just kicked off. Like stuff has been happening. but Oathbringer just kicked off and I'm so excited. Hi. My name is Megan. I should be editing my fanfic. Hi. My name is
1: Emily. I should be working on my book but instead
0: we're making a podcast we're making a podcast hello everybody and welcome to another episode of my sister made me view at the way of kings covering chapters oathbringer 27 28 29 by brandon sanderson we are hot off of our live recorded dragon steel really feeling ourselves kind of like high on the whole adventure and today listeners today i am so excited Emily. we finally we finally are talking about the unmade is that what we're doing yeah <laughs> hey. <I'm sorry. laughs> hey so when we were reading words of radiance <laughs> i have okay. distinct memories recorded for our listeners of me telling you to open up your notebook and write down the unmade and then underline it three times
1: I, okay, I'm gonna fight you on this because I distinctly remember the name you told me to write down but the unmade was never made mention of one time.
0: <gasps> That's not true! That's <laughs> I not think true. it is! <laughs> <laughs> I think this is... Terevangian <laughs> <We> literally <laughs> talked about them in his Swarth of Radiance chapters. More than that, they show up in several of the word of radiance epigraphs.
1: Okay, I remember. Okay, no, 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 no. The first time I've ever heard the word unmade is when you told me uh, there's a whole channel dedicated to me being an unmade, and I don't even know what that means. <laughs> the same I past
0: no listeners, write in talent you know what you know what you know what maybe if you is to our podcast enough for it to come up in the top slot of your spotify raft for these things that's so me all right we're not gonna get to that until a little bit later we have a couple other bits of business to get through first uh including Shalon leading a double life Dalinar plotting to give people Uh, (laughs) years uh first brush what did you think of these chapters of oathbringer
1: i think it's terrible that we're reading them at christmas i think we should have been reading this at halloween time because it's super spooky (laughs) i was
0: busy (laughs) (laughs) you know what the mean are
1: I don't.
0: I don't. I do not. No. the first time I went through Oathbringer, I was like, huh, what are the unmade? These came out of nowhere. So I made sure on our journey through Words of Radiance to point out to you whenever the unmade showed up because I didn't want you to get here and be like, what are the unmade? Do you know what? Do you know what? If you listen to me when I'm podcasting with you...
1: Here's the thing. I remember you telling that story, and I'm like, great. I'm so excited to get to the unmade. And I don't think we ever talked about it ever again. Did you just said they existed.
0: That you were excited <laughs> to get to the unmade? Did you just prove to the audience that you were lying about saying, I don't know what the unmade or before? <laughs> I, <laughs> no I say, said, yes, not take back. Let's no. Tell me I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> they got to be uh, You're top the, your top spot your this year. <laughs> they were, are my
1: own podcasts that I partake in and edit and put out, and I that didn't even make the number one.
0: Everyone knows we don't put out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what I'm saying is. The unmade have been mentioned, but I don't think we have talked about them. And I have no memory of uh-huh. you telling me non-Siat was an unmade. I remember was, the name. What, what was that name again? But I, I don't think we talked that that was an so unmade. Close.
0: It's Xia-anat. Siat. <laughs> This is why you should have actually <laughs> taken notes instead of just pretending to take notes as a bit when I told you to write things down. I was. Okay. I, was gonna, I just don't know where the notebook, notebook is. is.
1: I took notes, and I don't know where chapter it is. Chapter 27.
0: <laughs> no, chapter 27. Uh, Emily, could you read me the epigraph?
1: Yep. I will confess my heresy. I do not back down from the things I have said, regardless of what the ardents demand.
0: I do not back down from the things (laughs) that I have said, contrary to what Emily thinks might have happened. Sorry. From? Oathbringer
1: preface. And I think we talked about, you've kind of discouraged me that this is Yasna's words.
0: I Have supported you every time you've said that. (laughs) I (laughs) listeners (laughs) (laughs) right. I just said we don't have proof yet, but you believe it's Yasna. And I am pretty sure every time we've read one of these, I've said, now, now this supports your Yasna theory because and you're just like, yeah. I I misremember things a
1: lot. Let's just (laughs) for some reason I thought you've been trying to tell me it wasn't Yasna. And how could I think (laughs) this was Yasna? And what are my (laughs) (laughs) listeners? I was gonna I was gonna put out another theory that it might be Dalinar. It might be Dalinar.
0: Mm-hmm. He can't read. He can't read. He could, he could have someone describe it for him. Though. There we go. There we okay. go. Um, listeners, in case the energy in the room has not been made clear to you, um, we are now embarking on hour four of podcasting already today. And before we started, I said to Emily, oh, there is way too much sugar in my coffee. This is going to be a really really fun episode despite the twisted yeah. contents of these chapters. Yeah. It's hey, spooky. Hey, let's let's bring it down a little. Let's talk about Chulok.
1: Oh, wait, there was something you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Do you want me to remind you of that now or later?
0: Tell me now.
1: <laughs> I don't remember. What was. <laughs> Just that there was something
0: specifically wanted to discuss in our flag means death oh okay and in Our flag means to death. remind you i specifically would like to talk about season two trying to divide screen time between such a large cast a large
1: cast <sighs> so listeners make sure you join us for our flag means death season <laughs> two
0: episode one on our miscellaneous feed to find out what I think about how they define <laughs> screen time between such a large cast, I'll tell you what Brandon does. He just adds three more chapters. There you go. So, Chalvon's in a meeting at Eurothero mm-hmm. in an empty theater, amphitheater, that is originally designed for Emily. What does it mean about where Pattern is hanging out while she's listening to the meeting?
1: That he has a little pedestal that he gets to sit on, which is adorable. And he, it says he buzzed happily, like he's just so excited. So, has Pattern been to
0: Uraethira before? Uh, not to my knowledge. I mean, probably with okay. Shalon, but we don't know how old he is, and we yeah. don't know like what cryptics have crossed over before. Um, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure. A metric ton of spren died when everybody broke their oaths. Oh, my gosh. We'll talk about Oathbringer in a yeah, second. Yeah, because... Okay, okay. And the actual sword Oathbringer, not the book Oathbringer. Or not the, the book. universe book of Oathbringer. That I'm very <laughs> much encouraging Emily. But as she has brought up today, could be Dalinar. There you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, so... The place where all of these radiants also had a place for their spread, which is nice. It's adorable. Uh, but guess who else is there? Uh, Tangerine so Man. So many people.
1: Yeah, but we've got Dalinar there. Uh, Shallan, obviously. Uh, apparently Shallan and Dalinar can combine powers to create this map. Like Shallan yeah. doesn't know why, but apparently that works.
0: Hmm. I like that she doesn't question why it works, just that it does. (laughs) And um, that is something that was brought up the first time she made the map. Because she's like, oh, I've never seen this much of the land before. And Dalinar's like, the Stormfather has seen it. So like, his Bondsmith powers work with her light weaving powers to make Mm -hmm. this Jedi map the first time. So Teravangian is here with the High Princes and their wives as their head scribes. And then Alucard has brought someone to scribe for him. Who's the name of Elokar's scribe?
1: So it's either Kalami or Kalami. <laughs> I
0: think it's Kalami. Okay. Uh, and you, you're you reading this, you're like, Megan, I've, have I heard of her before? Yes. We okay. saw her in Words of Radiance, maybe in Way of Kings. She is the widow of Taleb who died at the end of words of Radiance.
1: Oh, at the end of words of Radiance. She was
0: the one trying to draft a mm-hmm. history of the Alethi-Parshendi War. And so she was present mm-hmm. at several meetings, and Dalinar remarked, that, Oh, yeah, she's here because she's transcribing history of the war. Uh, and she's here to listen firsthand. Now that her husband died, she has become head scribe to the king, whose wife is not present.
1: Mm. And no one... I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. No one can. Basically, span raids all over the continent are going down, which is weird. No one knows why, because the high storms have come back. There's enough stormlight. uh. But whatever is happening and going on in Alethkar is still a mystery because all the span rates are dead. And so we still don't know. Oh, Brandon, why do you do this to me? We still don't know what's going on. We know that we've heard that there have been riots going on. And we have seen that in one of the interludes. But... We just don't know what's happening because I'm just like, oh, is there gonna be a romance? But no, I forget. Elokar has a secret wife and a secret kid, so
0: all right, it's not a secret. We've known about her it's for such a, a long time. <laughs> it's not a secret. They just tell everybody about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this drawing, what, what, what is Shalon drawing? She's drawing.
1: Okay, so it's in the book. If you guys turn. To the page before chapter 27, the eyeballs and the open mouth and, like, this horror, horror picture. Uh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah.
0: And she is drawing the thing she saw in the alleyway last time. Yikes.
1: Yeah. And Pattern's... She's asking Pattern what it could be, and Pattern's like, uh, it's old? Like, I... I, and And, and finally patterns just like he doesn't know why it's there or anything but we find out this is a spread of odium which just get out just leave burn the place to the ground it's like if you find a giant spider in your house that's it that's all that's there's nothing left to do but burn it all
0: but it's the it's the headquarters of the knights radiant they've worked so hard to find it infected with odium it's too late you there's guys just, have failed get out there's just one great big mystery spread <laughs> I'm sure it's just like real life, where if you see one bug in your house, that's literally the only bug that could possibly be. <laughs> I want to jump back. You were saying that span reads across the whole country were down. That's not true. Just the uh-huh. capital city is where oh, they are sorry.
1: down. Oh. Okay. Why?
0: A RAVO. <laughs> so. Dalinar declaratively states that the enemy is making a play for the Oath Gates. All of their motions, save for the large gathering in Marat, mm-hmm. indicate this. My instincts is that the army is planning to strike back in Azir or even across to try to assault Yaqoved. Now, I want to bring something up. When Shalon and Adolin's world's greatest detective were investigating the murder, Shaban says that Adolin has made the mm-hmm. mistake of deciding what the evidence says and ignoring the outlier. And we have seen in mm-hmm. her interactions with Renarin earlier that in the end of Words of Radiance, Renarin was an outlier. Shalon was ignoring it. I feel mm-hmm. that Dalinar in this conversation is like, except for this outlier, which, you know, uh, It's an outlier and shouldn't be counted. I think the enemy is doing this. And it feels like this is another case of deciding what's already happening and not counting all the evidence. So Emily, do you think Dalinar is, do you think his instincts are right? Or do you think this outlier should be counted?
1: Okay, this might sound contradictory. I think his instincts are correct, but I think that the Enemy still has the trick up their sleeve. I think that Delinar hasn't quite figured out the whole plan yet.
0: Cool. Uh I? Drew a picture. Another picture. Who did she draw? I'll give you a hint. He's dead. Oh, uh,
1: she sketches High Prince Sadius and the... Oh, pe- oh, what's the other guy? Pe- Perel. Perel. To, to compare the two of them. That they... They do look similar, Shallan decided. Same bulbous features, similar build. Her next pages were of the pictures of the two horn eaters. Those two look roughly similar as well. And the two murdered women. Um, so she's drawing the the murder victims. The ones who... Because we know something is happening where someone is murdered. And then something identical happens. And someone else is killed in the same way. And it's this pattern that is being repeated. And we find out... That it's a spren that is doing this. Should I jump ahead that far? I don't know if I... Yeah, yeah. We can jump around. Because I want to to throw out a thing where, like, spren are drawn... Oh, but could a spren be doing it? Because spren are drawn to the thing, right? They're not the thing itself. That's so interesting that you say that. Uh Uh-huh. And because at first I was wondering if just, like, this is a... I say a pattern spren... Where where we know that, okay, we're getting we're getting existential. We know that there are cycles. We know that there are desolations. We know that the people are supposed to go, the heralds are supposed to go to hell or whatever. And then when the cycle is kicked off, they all come back, that sort of thing. I wonder if this spren, if it is one of odiums, which we're pretty sure it is. We are just... pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> just playing the cycle. It's a sick, sicklier, sickli...
0: mm-hmm. That's cyclical.
1: Spren. Cyclical. Cyclical. Yep. Thank you.
0: And you mentioned them being drawn to the actual thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the, this thing sees violence first, is drawn to it, and repeats it. Then
1: perpetuates it. Yeah. It's interesting. It's really interesting. This is, this is, huh, Brandon, it's really good. That's all. Just how? How is it so good?
0: So Shalon's thinking this. Uh, somebody comes over to try to talk to her. Who is it?
1: Oh, it is Malata. Who's that? Malata? Malata. Malata. She is the uh, radiant that Taravangian brought. And okay, so it's been a minute just since Megan and I have been able to record and I had a thought the other day while I was driving and I actually pulled over and called Megan. And I said, because Shalon is from Yaakov and now Taravangian rules Yaakov I'm afraid that he is going to enable invoke some sort of hey you belong to my kingdom and you need to come serve me as my radiant so i think Shalon needs to hurry it up and marry Adeline, so that she could be part of aleth legally
0: okay fingers crossed they make it to a wedding um all right something I would like to say here is Shalon is having none of Malata's friendliness.
1: Right. Malata seems so cool and I really hope she's good. I really, 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 really do.
0: So, I, we are seeing a lot of Shalon here mm-hmm. and there is a ton of turmoil happening underneath the surface yeah. for her that she's not engaging with and she's not yeah. talking about. Like we just see her like stay surface level calm but several things are going to happen in this chapter to her and I would like to suggest the reason why she shuts Malata's friendship overtures down is the loss of Yasna and the betrayal of Tin mm-hmm. that Shalon is like I don't want any more female friends
1: <laughs> she better say goodbye to Navadi and Paloma Yeah, let's just be alone and never have any more friends is I, that the solution,
0: Shalon? I think Shalon feels that is an equitable solution. Now,
1: I get where she's coming from. Like, I, I, I'm not blaming mm-hmm. her in any way, but I feel so bad for her. And I'm just like, oh, babe.
0: Yeah. Uh, but Pattern also has some negative thoughts about Mulata. He thinks Malata's is going to start destroying things. Why?
1: Because whatever spren that a dust springer has, which is what Mulata is, I believe. Uh-huh uh that says her spren they like to break what is around them they want to know what is inside and i actually had worried for a brief moment when i was reading this and asked megan if that is the spren if there's another dust bringer in urethiru because it feels like like when pattern Pattern loves the lies that Shalon tells. Like, if she's dressed in stormlight instead of, like, showing who she really is, like, he hums appreciatively at the lie that, you know, even though it's not really a lie. And so I was just wondering if, if a Dustbringer's friend could be doing those murders of trying to figure out what's inside these people, what makes them do this, trying to understand things, that sort of
0: thing. What's inside? But... We do see that uh, Cryptics and Honor Spren do not have a good relationship with each other either. So, like yeah. what what Syl was sort of saying about Pattern was like technically true that like oh they love to lie and deceive, but like mm-hmm. Pattern doesn't like to lie because of deception. He likes to lie. The same way I think it's funny when people get killed in movies, not because it's really funny. I don't think real life murder is funny, but it's like who in the writing room sat down and said that wouldn't it be horrible if we killed this person like this? And I find that usually Mm -hmm. funny. So I'm the most like pattern of the spread we've met so far.
1: Yeah. Nice. Nice.
0: The new Sadius family shows up. Uh, What's happening? What's the sitch with house Sadius?
1: Amaram's been adopted. Amaram's (laughs) been declared heir. Amaram is coming around being like, I know you're mad at me, but we need to think about the fate of the world instead of what I've done that you're mad at
0: me about. And, And again, with this chill on the surface, tumultuous underneath, shallan sees Amarim, who she believes has killed her brother she checks in on how she's feeling her anger has cooled it's not gone but you know it's still there it's just ah, there you are lying to <laughs> yourself. Uh,
1: yeah because for because we reali- Oh yes go for it
0: when adolin sees Amarim come into the room he strides into the middle and he disrupts it into the middle of the map Mm -hmm. and it's like how at the end of book two adolin's anger drove him to completely disregard and disrupt the plans of everyone around him and i think i feel like there's a little visual metaphor of him destroying the world because of what amaranth did or like i am not paying attention to the consequences of my actions because i'm reacting to this oh i like that megan Hey, so I'm writing this fan fiction. (laughs) Okay. And uh, it's a Star Wars fan fiction based on the Jedi Survivor video game. And one of the things I want to examine is main character kills thousands of people a day, right? That's how video games work. But all of a sudden, when he's using the dark side of the force to kill people, people are like, oh, that's wrong. You can't do it like that. (laughs) And I wanted to dive into like more of that and examine why that is Mm -hmm. and i feel that adolin killing sadius is that same sort of vein i want to go through
1: you're going through okay nice so everyone's upset about this but we find out that what uh eli has declared that you know because i think there was a nephew that was too young or something like or the wait so sorry did Sadius and Eli have a kid? No.
0: there There is a nephew that's too young.
1: The nephew that's too young. So that's why they decided Amaram is going to inherit everything. Uh, they're informed that this is, in fact, legal. And now Amaram, instead of being like a marshal or whatever, whatever he was, High Marshal Amaram, is now High Prince Amaram. I would say he's on the same level as Delinar. Like, they're both High Princes, but Delinar's still, like, morally is higher than amram <laughs> but they the the ten princedoms high princedoms are complete again stupid 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 stupid
0: isn't that great no isn't that wonderful like oh wow he's high prince and he's got all these shards wow i'm so <laughs> i'm just so glad for you <laughs> anyway Adolin and Shalad take an elevator ride.
1: Before that. Uh Uh-huh. Before that. So they realize, okay, he's going to be, you know, the High Prince. And so Dalinar met the eyes of Amaram across a floating map. Hi, Prince. Dalinar finally said, hi, Prince. Amaram said, tipping back his head. Bastard, Adolin said. (laughs) And that's what, (laughs) and that's what Dalinar's like, Go, son. Go collect yourself.
0: I love it!
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. My, my good opinion, once lost, is lost forever.
1: Which I loved!
0: Then Adolin and Shalun take an elevator ride. Oh, we find out how the elevator works in your theory. You gotta put a little glowy thing in, and, like, here's how the levers go, here's how that goes. And, like, you know, it takes a good paragraph, but... If this ever gets adapted to screen, <laughs> we can just reference this and have Adolin go, boop, boop, boop. And people
1: will go, that was in the book. Um, okay, so I was on the phone with Megan while I read this because she was really excited about this part. This reveal at the end. What happened? For Shalon that, that Adolin just casually, casually just drops and destroys her world. <gasps>
0: Killed Shalon's brother.
1: They just like like cause she's she's saying how how she thought because she gives him all the reasons. She thinks Amaram killed her brother. Um she says, you know, she recognized the shard blade he had, that she saw her brother have it previously, and and then um from what I can gather, he and Amaram fought at some point and Amaram killed him taking the blade. Shalon, that blade, you know where Amaram got that, right? <coughs> On the battlefield from oh,
0: Kaladin. Like, oh, like, no, okay, oh so, no, oh, no, oh, no. So. A horrible thing that he drops on her and doesn't think about how it will affect her, or does he think about how it will affect Shalon and Kaladin? Is he trying to drive a wedge because he sees the way they look at each other? <laughs> okay, no. Yeah, no, no, no. He's. No. Listen. No, I think he's, he's a golden so lost in the golden retriever. Himbo sauce energy. his own emotional turmoil. And Shalon conceals it, don't feels it so hard. And, like, I think all of the the carelessness that Shalon displays mm-hmm. over the next two installments in this reading, that's her, like, telling herself, oh, I'm brave, I'm determined. But it's really her being mm-hmm. like, I am so desolate about this, I do not care if I live or die.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's sad. And I'm like baby girl here's
1: here's my my um
0: I guess it happened twice her age <laughs> why does Megan call you baby girl can we stop talking for a while
1: <laughs> um I feel like Shalon at this point is like a volcano um where she is just pushing everything down and it's just more and more and more pressure and eventually it's all going to erupt in some huge display of either Radiant power or like female rage, which I'm hoping for the latter. Um, but yeah, it's it's this thing where because Kaladin figured it out at the end of Words of Radiance when he and Shallon are are trying to survive the High Storm. He didn't want to tell her that that's what was happening, and the idea that she there there are two things: tuck it away, don't think about it, uh, don't confront it, don't think about it, and. So, Shalon is having inner turmoil. I mean, we, oh, this is so sad. It's so sad. But as she's having all this inner turmoil, uh, Adolin is just like, why would your brother try to kill Amaram? Did he maybe know the High Lord was corrupt? And how he's just like, Kaladin didn't know any of that. Poor bridge boy. Everyone would have been better off if he just let Amaram die. And,. I love this other viewpoint of it because when we read this story, like Kaladin killing the Shardbearer is this huge, amazing, incredible feat that he's protecting his High Lord and everything's going well. And and so the fact that the betrayal hits even harder. But for Adolin to not take any of that into account and just be like, he just should have let him die. Like ignoring everything that went before that.
0: So in our Iron Man 3 coverage, which if you are a $12 patron, you get access to our MCU coverage. um, We talked about how Tony Stark just has to accept that his actions have wider reaching consequences than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, That he, because of his intelligence, his power and his money, cannot be careless anymore anymore because people without his same skills will attempt similar things with disastrous results so it's like don't uh don't do something stupid in front of a little kid because the little kid will copy you yep that's tony stark's whole life so Kaladin had no idea he was the specialist most magical perfect boy on all of roshar he didn't know that sparing Amaram would cost the lives of all of his men. Kaladin was trying to kill to save, which his father, Liren, is like, impossible. <laughs> but yeah, um, this hits Shalon so hard, but she ignores it so hard. So it doesn't impact her narration at all. Yeah. Well,
1: it's interesting because... Um... Oh,
0: sorry. We had... I think during Words of Radiance, you had talked about your hopes for when Shalon finds out about this and what a confrontation it would be. And what happens mm-hmm. is she decides, don't confront it. Don't think about it. Yeah, she said, huh? And that's it. And
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything to get off this topic, for this was something she could still tuck away in the back of her brain. Like, She's let a lot of other things out, but this is the one thing that she can tuck away in the back of her brain. She did not want to think about Kaladin and Helleran, dot, dot, dot. And then it just goes on to what they're doing next. Ah!
0: It's back! Oh my it's gosh, it has the most significant ellipses. A review by Axeman 13. <laughs> well, it's interesting
1: because as she's walking around the hallway and she's, she's you know, taking notice of, of how the hallways are set up. Um, she's looking through her sketchbook and is finding stuff she does not remember drawing. And so this is an
0: issue. Not only that, even Pattern does not remember when she first drew it. Hey, Emily, where would Pattern have been? I don't know if Pattern wasn't there or she'd
1: sent him off or if like her Stuffing things away so hard is also affecting her spren.
0: So we start to really see Vale, Shalon divide. And, and she brings up Brightness, Radiant as an aspect throughout here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it possible that she has the divide between these aspects so distinctly that Vale is not bonded with pattern or radiant. Okay, radiant has to be bonded with pattern because radiant uses pattern for the pattern. I'm almost afraid. Very specific.
1: I'm almost afraid there is another aspect that she has created that is secret from her and pattern. Secret, secret.
0: Secret. Hush, hush, hush. hush. And this version (laughs) of her is just a terrible artist.
1: (laughs) Just like maybe is trying to work out the things that shalon needs to work out without actually feeling like she's
0: working them out all right this is the this is the person okay one of the drawings she doesn't remember is that horrible nine-headed horse drawing from earlier in the book that you were like "Ugh!" so that's where that came from but
1: you know patterns like should we run and shalon's like no like she doesn't even want to think about what this means at all She trembled, part of her terrified, but she couldn't abandon those secrets. She had to have them, hold them, make them hers. And that's interesting that she has to have them. Like, she doesn't even know what it is, but she is not going to let it, like, let this go, which is interesting. But she goes over to the men that she pays for, the men that she houses, the men that are supposed to be there, um, you know, following her, following her orders made up of, let's see, we've got... Vatha and his team, you know, so Gaz is there. We've got someone called Red, Shab. There's a couple different people, and she's getting ready to put them to work. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Can I tell you the funniest thing that happened to me? Uh-huh. Where there's like there's like, you know, several people have been killed, and then somebody and, and the bunk says, Oh, I've been killed. And I I read it as Instead of an accent, I read it as O-I as a person. <laughs> so my friend, O-I, spelled O-I, has died. And I was like, who is O-I? And then I was like, oh, wait, no. It's an accent. O-I oh, been killed. <laughs> so pour one out for O-I out there with some guy named Teard. <laughs> but uh, we've brought up in Words of Radiance that Shalon didn't see her servants as people. And Adolin has been reminding her, no. Your, your retinue is an important resource. Yes. And so she is going to use them as a resource. Mm-hmm. Because
1: as cool as Vale is, Vale cannot be everywhere at once. And so it almost feels like Shalon is just using them. How do I put this? Shalon still doesn't see them as people. She just sees them as a way to get the job done.
0: She does... Jump in while somebody's on the job, and she's like, Oh, I should have thought about that. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and so she tells them, Get ready to go to work and get ready to get drunk.
0: Yeah, we're yeah. boys are going out drinking. All right, let's take let's <laughs> take, let, let's take. Okay, this happens for a long time, so let's talk about Dalinar. All right, hey, is he having great success? No, oh no, zero success. Wait, I'm so sorry, please read the
1: epigraph first. All right. Uh, This is for chapter 28, another option. Finally, I will confess my humanity. I have been named a monster and do not deny those claims. I am the monster that I fear we all can become. From Oathbringer Preface. So this almost sounds like an apology. Like I did what had to be done sort of a thing. Maybe I became the Blackthorn a little too hard. I don't know.
0: Who knows? Who knows? Rafeo so uh Mm -hmm. the emperor of azir is like (laughs) no oath gate we're sealing it off no magical portal in the middle of our city thanks for asking so i'm
1: wondering because we know our good friend gox is the emperor of azir he has no training this boy does not know what it means to be a leader I feel that these are all his advisors telling him what for and what to do and what not to do. Like we have not actually talked to Gox. This is all through his advisors. And so I'm just wondering if that is going to be an issue later on, or if we're going to find out some stuff where the advisors are like, this is what you should do. But Gox maybe would be like, well, why can't we open this up? Why can't we do this? Because here's the thing. This is, response has come from every single person every single person that that uh delinar has reached out to and they're even going so far as to saying we are trying to find a way to close this off there's no way we're letting enemy soldiers into the heart of our city and you can't even try and come in because we're going to destroy this thing before you can even use it which i think yasna would will have a conniption about once she she hears that people are trying to destroy knowledge
0: yeah and I loved the response from Queen Fenn that's like, listen, on the offhand that you're sincere, I'm sorry. But, like, I'm not stupid, Dalinar. Yeah, Dalinar, and dummy. It reminds me of the conversation he has with Teravangian, that, like, hang all four men even if one of them is innocent. Because mm-hmm. there's, like, there is a one in four chance that Dalinar Cridlin is lying to us. And I would rather cut him off at the pass than risk this
1: happening. Yeah. I loved how telling that was because Teravangians all like, yeah, I'd hang all of them and I would weep at night, like knowing that I had sent someone to their deaths. I'm just sitting there going, we know what you did last summer. And uh, (laughs) you can't, uh, because his attitude is, basically for the greater good no matter what happens no matter how many people we need to kill in order to keep everyone else safe which there are other ways around it and he's just taking the most extreme way and has talked himself into like but i'm doing it for the greater good and hard decisions must be made and
0: it's like no there's
1: always a way around them always
0: yeah nobody believes that dalinar has changed
1: yeah, his past is haunting him. It's coming around to bite him back in the butt.
0: <laughs> yep,
1: because everyone knows the Black Thorn. Everyone knows who that is.
0: Yeah, and like yeah. the stuff that you've seen already about going to the Rift and killing a child—that heir—in order to take the Sword Oathbringer—and mm-hmm. like, whoa, killing a child—that's beyond. Yeah, that's beyond, and I, I know even the flashbacks have been like, oh, he's not that bad. He doesn't let his men loot and ransack the cities. So, mm-hmm. like, we're still seeing in the flashbacks, we're couching him as a villain. We're like, yeah, Dalinar was really bad in his youth, and everyone today is like, White Spine can't change its things. <laughs> should have said spines. White Spine can't change yeah, its spines. And <sighs> the thing is,
1: at least from from the reading that that what I. What I saw is Dalinar won't see it from other people's point of view. He's just so upset that they won't listen to him. Like, it doesn't, he doesn't even take the time to think about, like, why they might not trust him. At least that's, that's what I kind of got out of, out of the reading is that he's just like, you fools, you know? But the queen's like, hey, listen, we've had two ever storms come through here. Our city's barely holding on. Like, of course, this is the perfect time for you to invade us and take everything over no thank you sir
0: no i wasn't born yesterday everybody donna's just like "Ah!" i killed one child (gasps) i mean honestly michael it's one child how much distrust could it cause 30 years
1: (laughs) oh and it's interesting because here's the thing and maybe i'm just beating a dead horse (laughs) Dalinar is the you one mean, doing the Adolin
0: negotiating.
1: <laughs> no. Which Adolin goes again. He leaves Shallan at the elevator to go visit Dalinar's um, Reichadium. Because he misses shore blood. Um, again, we're getting the... Elokar is a secondary character in this. And we, we kind of talked about, you know, the the legal truce they came to. The two of them came to. But Dalinar is still large and in charge and doing all of the negotiations back and forth. So I still think, for all intents and purposes, the rest of the world thinks that Dalinar is running the kingdom.
0: And Alucard does jack. Well, the investigating detectives have discovered new evidence. Lynn, who is the messenger who we've actually seen a couple times, she is the one who asks Shalon, Hey... You're radiant. And Shalone's like, yeah, but I'm still super girly. Don't even worry about it. And Lena's the one who was like, aw. (laughs) So she shows up to Dalinar and is like, a clue, a clue. We found another clue. (laughs) 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 What's the clue? They found Oathbringer. Who could have just left a sharp (laughs) they lying around like this.
1: Like a genius. Um, So it looks like it had been like, it had... Sorry. Oh, go no. ahead.
0: Why I thought Adolin threw it off the side, but in the end of Wars of Radiance, he yeah. smashed it in a planter. How did it end up stabbed in the floor? It says Do you think it just like cut through the planter and then hit the floor and stopped?
1: Yeah. Well he looked down at the planter boxes nearest them, and there hidden between the two of them was a hilt protruding from the stone floor. He he looks up, because they look up at the wall. Look up, Delanor squinted, picking out a gouge cut into the rock wall. What could score stone like that? It almost looked like, and so he looked down. So I'm assuming that it did just cut through the rock, just like a knife through hot butter, and just landed down on the floor.
0: There it goes. Good job, Edelin. Wait up. There it goes. Hide a magic sword, and you never went back <laughs> for it later or hit it better in any no. way. Follow through, buddy.
1: I don't know how else he could have bonded it because don't you have to hold on to it for like 10 days or whatever like there's no way that he could have done that without drawing attention to it
0: okay I'm here to report a technical difficulty okay I have my Oathbringer open on my office chair down there that's what I keep bending down to look at and Uh my cat Olivia is curled up asleep on top of the book immediately (laughs) asleep so I can't um I can't look up pages anymore Keep that in mind as we're going forward, okay? Right. I'm having a so much fun podcasting with you.
1: I am too. This is great. So, again, this is me thinking, oh, Oathbringer, finding Oathbringer and, like, discovering Adolin's the murderer is going to be, like, the climax of this book or something to that effect. Or when Shallan finds out about uh, Kaladin being the one to kill her her brother. That's going to be a huge jump off point at the end of like I know what you did but no Brandon's just like throwing this in at the beginning of the novel I mean beginning of the novel we're
0: nearing the end of part our next reading is the end of part one okay and so I say
1: put this in early it's it's not even early it's just I love that this plot isn't quite following like a regular plot where like Everything's good, and then here we're sliding this in early that's going to complicate things even further. It's just really fun. But they can't dust it for fingerprints. I don't know if they're going to be able to get the swords to talk, but Delinar picks it up. I think he takes out a handkerchief and and picks it up, Um, and he... Like, I mean, Dalinar, first of all, fishes the sword out, knows immediately it's his sword. It's Oathbringer, the one that he has carried all those years and the one that, you know, he gave away. Um, Let's see. Dalinar steeled himself and carried the blade of familiar weight with the flat side against his shoulder. And then the Stormfather is like, absolutely not.
0: He wouldn't carry any blades. And Dalinar's like, relax. How bonding it okay but
1: um yeah and it says that he he said he didn't touch the blade directly but he heard a very distant whine like a scream in the back of someone's throat can, can so I that noise for every, me right every now? other's me <coughs> no <laughs> 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 that's not what it sounded like <laughs> And Delinar is trying to get information, wondering why this, the sword isn't screaming as loud as the others. It remembers your oath, the Stormfather sent. It remembers the day you won it and better the day you gave it up. It hates you, but less than it Aww. hates others.
0: Aww. And Delinar's like, oh, it's like, a good sign, but does that mean we can revive it? Stormfather's like, no, the person who broke the oath is dead. hmm
1: <sighs> Yeah. Yeah, which I think is very unfair, okay? If I'm yeah. going to be completely honest. Consequences, but other people are suffering from them, and it's never going to be able to be fixed. Like I'm reading this whenever you, at least me, when I read a novel, I'm like there is a problem and there's going to be a solution. But it looks like here there is no solution. These things are just suffering for eternity. Is there a way to put them out of their misery?
0: <laughs> Throw them at that pool from a laundress.
1: <laughs> maybe Hoyt can tell us where one is yep um where is wit
0: uh what's he doing megan hey when was the last time we saw him
1: end of book two where Yasna, where are they stuck you know i hate this you know um i waited for a whole book to be right and i was right and now i don't even get to bask in my rightness because we don't even get to see them it's like they're still dead
0: Okay, remember in Home Alone when his mom is like desperate to get home to him mm-hmm. and she like ends up taking all these different flights and she's sitting in the back of a band that's like mm-hmm. with the full polka group. And I'm like, I would love to read the Yasmin Witch shenanigans trying to get back. Yes, yes. Because. Why couldn't that have been a secret project, Brandon? Yeah, Brandon. What are they doing? <laughs> what is taking so long? <laughs> I don't know. Did they stop at an inn where there was only one bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, it's just going to kick him out. There's not going to be any shenanigans. But then Megan, 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 Megan! What does he do with it?
0: He gives it back to its rightful owner. Uh, no!
1: I was furious. I wasn't throwing the book across the room levels of furious, but I was peeved. Like, he goes, ugh. It's this, okay, it's this society nice dance. Like, you gotta, you gotta, like, obey the rules. You gotta, you can't, like, do what really should be done, which is, like, decry him as the worst person ever. No, you give him back a sharp, no, Dalinar, you don't strengthen your enemy, You idiot. He lost it. He lost it. He lost the... Ugh. It was Sadius's. You gave it to Sadius. Sadius died. And in the interim, that means it goes back to Delinar because there wasn't an heir set up.
0: Uh, I don't think So, legally, legally... Legally. Legally. The person who kills him should get to keep it. Right. But Adeline didn't keep it. Ugh.
1: I hated this. I hated this so much. I understand why it was written. I'm. It's a good plot point, but ooh... Internally hated this, and the reason why I hate it is. You looking around to see if Brandon Sanderson is in the room with you?
0: No, I just I heard it sounded like somebody hit my wall with a guitar, and I was like, oh man, I hope that guitar's okay. The reason why I hated this is we know that the that being used as a shard blade is painful. It's mm-hmm. screaming. And I wish Dalinar had put it somewhere. It didn't have to be a weapon anymore. Yeah. And he gave it to Stinky Amaram. Yeah. And they have an interesting conversation
1: here. Oh, Amaram! Ugh, Amaram is so terrible because, again, his his whole byline, his mantra is I. I stand by what I was forced to do. Like, He's taking no responsibility. He gets to slide along scot-free because he had to do it. It was the only way. Because, what does he say? The stories of dark eyes gaining blades are charming. But do you really think we have time for nursery tales now instead of practical reality? And Delon Arkin brings up, you murdered defenseless men. Like, how can you be a leader if
0: that is what you do? But then Amaram is like, how many men have died in yours? Which, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. fair point, Mm -hmm. you know, a video game character can kill 10,000 people, but as soon as you kill Mm -hmm. a character with a name, all of a sudden, you're evil and bad. And I'm, no.
1: Can I say something about that? Yeah. I think, still, Amram is more in the wrong because he killed men who were there protecting him. They gave up everything they could do to protect him, and he... Took them out. I feel that it's different than Dalinar sending men off to fight in a war. It's similar. But I still feel Amaram betrayed them more by being the one to kill his own men.
0: Do you remember when Dalinar woke up from the thrill and realized he had killed members of his own honor guard? Mm -hmm. And he took care of it. Is that different?
1: Okay, Listen
0: yeah they're
1: still dead <laughs> they're still dead i i feel amaram did this selfishly he did it so he could gain status by having a shard blade okay but
0: cool motive of still murder i'm gonna apply that here that does not matter if you killed for good reason if they're still dead Does the motive behind your murder really make the killing of someone viable?
1: I'm going to say a little bit, but I, I agree with you. No, <laughs> murder is wrong. Remember, we I'm believe really, really murder, right. is, murder wrong. is wrong. <laughs> wrong.
0: Fictional murders are a metaphor. Uh, help me out. I have no idea what it's it, it, it's It's an interior structure. It's scaffolding. Scaffolding. <laughs> Fictional murders. Are a metaphorical scaffolding mm-hmm. to discuss this because guess what? Guess what? The life of a man, the mm-hmm. worth of a man's life is priceless. There is nothing else that is worth the life of a man, besides maybe a shard blade. So, mm-hmm. was Amram justified so he could get a priceless shard blade? From trading the Here's life the thing: of a man both Amram blade, and Delnar have
1: blood on their hands, yeah. both from their own side. I'm not arguing that. I'm saying Al- Alinar. (laughs) That's their ship name. (laughs) Don't tell us why. Amaram did everything for selfish purposes, but lied to himself saying it was for the greater good. That's the party line he's been spouting because he can, I feel like he can turn that on anybody. Like he's definitely going to be able to turn this on Dalinar because yes, Dalinar has sent people- to war to die delinar has accidentally murdered his own men Amarams was and deliberate delinar,
0: delinar killed a child yes yes
1: i'm i'm not saying which which murder was more wrong uh-huh. i'm saying Amaram is lying to himself by saying and that's what i hate about this is oh, that yeah, he is like doing that. his utmost best to say it was for the greater good No, it was for your own selfish purposes that you can pretend were for the greater good to shield you from the awful thing you did. So,
0: the murders are equally bad. Adding on top of the murder, Amaram is also lying about Mm -hmm. his motive. Which, while makes them both murderers, makes Amaram a murderer and a bad person on top of that, while Dalinar is trying to change? Yes. How far is too far that you cannot be redeemed? And it seems like all of the world leaders believe Dalinar is too far gone to ever be redeemed, to ever change. Mm-hmm. But he's still trying and, anyway. and
1: here's oh yeah, I'm glad he's still trying anyway. And I totally get the point of view of everybody else who does not want the Alethkar, you know, soldiers in their town. but like, yeah, Dalinar had a choice. He could either keep being the awful person who kills kids. And you can't change that. That's the thing is you can't change what you've done, but you can change what you do in the future. I don't know that you can ever make up for something like that. Just that's just my personal opinion. I find Dalinar's uh efforts to be noble. Um and I like I like the kind of murky murkiness that we're getting into like dalinar is a super super complex character who has done bad things in the past and i like that he was presented as this noble noble person from the beginning of way of kings and i like getting to know his backstory as we go along just to like add those layers of complexity i really enjoy how this is set up all right i still
0: think moash is terrible yep and it and and we don't know if they're trying to change or not because we haven't seen them in this book
1: let me say i i also want to clarify something i'm not mad at moash for anything he did trying to kill the king or whatever (laughs) like you can do that it's a free country you can do whatever it's a free country kill the king if you want no what's stopping you (laughs)
0: i'm just so frustrated he was such a jerk to kaladin so Are you more mad that he was rude to Kaladin in book one or that he broke all of Kaladin's ribsicles in book two?
1: The first thing. I
0: think you can (laughs) get... Hey, hey, remember when um, Kaladin picked Moash up at dark o'clock in the morning and dragged him bodily out of bed and you were like, this is the worst thing anyone's ever done to another human being. But then when Moash was slightly rude to Kalan later you're like unforgivable unforgivable <laughs> and I'm like he hurt his feelings first <sighs> this is a fun book so much fun I have to. oh man I hope we listen you know Moash is alive in book four do you think we're gonna see him at all in book three
1: I'm hoping I'm thinking maybe not till the end though like okay yeah okay yeah I'm in it. So Delinar goes back and is talking to Taravanghi, and they're sitting in front of the giant. I believe it's a ruby fabrial that's acting like a like a fire. And Delinar sees something inside the fabrial. Yeah,
0: like a perfect storm we have captured inside Emily. What's inside the fabrial? No, there was something else.
1: But yeah, our own little storm captured, contained, and channeled. Hold on. Delinar leaned forward. He thought he could see something larger within the ruby's light, something that moved like a fish in a bowl.
0: Okay, yeah. He sees he sees something. Inside the Fabriel. Emily. What is it? What could
1: like it be? a little fish. A little fishy fish. Didn't we talk about, I was worried that like Fabriel had spren or something and that every time we use stormlight, we're killing something. I have got... To check Do you not remember us talking about that? I remember us talking about that. <laughs>
0: but I don't, what I don't remember is when we talked about it. So give me a second. All right. <sighs> okay. We know that the listeners learned to capture Spren in a gemstone based on stuff from the Alethe, And to mm-hmm. my memory... That is all we've discussed about it. I don't remember anything more specific than that. I'm very sorry. All right. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Gavilar mentions it to Esh and I in the prologue. What are, what are the great things about, one of the great things about the Copper Mind is it cites its sources of where something has happened. And oh, okay. I'm reading, I'm gonna just say, from the sheer number of sources that are listed in chapters we haven't read yet, that we'll talk more mm-hmm. about Fabrials and Artifabrians and how they do their stuff. Okay. So we know that a Fabrial, we know that a Spren can be trapped inside a gemstone and that infused gemstones are needed to run Fabrials to Dalinar's knowledge. Because we haven't really seen Navani's point of view talking much about her fabrials. Yeah. Uh, So we know from Dalinar's knowledge that you need stormlight-infused gems for fabrials. But Mm -hmm. weather... Yeah. So just refo. I'm just going to refo that. Just refo that. Great. We've definitely talked about fabrials less than we've talked about the unmade. Okay. (laughs) Hey, but who's he... Who's he hanging
1: out with? He's hanging out with Teravanji. And, and they we kind of touched on this a little bit about just like how they would take care of this and 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 you know, instead, you know, because Teravanji like, I'd hang all of them, they'd all die. And then, I'm
0: so excited that the book, The Way of Kings, makes another. I AD did love that appearance. where it's like, oh, I know what
1: that is. But um, Noah Don eventually wrote that the landlord took a modest approach, he imprisoned all four. Listen. If someone, uh, the idea that like, so the, 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 the issue is there were five people and one person was murdered. And by the time they, you know, someone got to the one person, they were like, three people killed me, but he wasn't able to name them. And so out of the four suspects, uh no one could figure out who had, who had actually committed the murder, which of the three out of the four. And so Teravangian's like, I'd hang them all and I'd cry about it. And Noah Don apparently had, um, uh, he had imprisoned them all. <sighs> which is still not fair, but it's the only justice they could get. So uh, I'm wondering how this plays into, I don't know why I'm thinking about it. Maybe it's because we talked about Moash, but Moash and his family's silver uh-huh. smithery. Or whatever, how like there really wasn't any justice. No there either. And like not only but something clearly went wrong. Not
0: only was there was there notice, but the person who did it was was you know, punished, not imprisoned, but sent away Mm -hmm. and went on to destroy more lives. Yeah. Although he was punched in the face, and Khaled had said, That's for my friend Moash. Because Kaladin
1: has never had any other friends. He needs different, better friends.
0: What about about Hux's original sergeant that he offhandedly mentioned? What about that live girl he mentioned one time? Well,
1: we don't know much about them now, do we?
0: No, we don't.
1: So maybe they were terrible. Maybe Kaladin has only ever had terrible friends. And he thinks what Moash did is just as terrible as what other people have done. And he thinks it's normal.
0: Have you seen RRR? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? Kaladin does have a good friend. Adolin is now Kaladin's <gasps> best friend. Adolin, Adolin and is, Moash is Adolin is now my best friend. <laughs> Listen,
1: Moash is a fun character. As much as I bash on him, he is a fun character to read.
0: There is someone on Tumblr mm-hmm. who is doing great, Kaladin Moash. Just like modern AU roommates. Boyfriends Uh at comics. I'm going to go look up her. Uh I'm going to look up the Tumblr handle. Oh,
1: well, you're looking that up, listeners. You need to know exactly what Megan did to me. So I reached out like a good sister should to see, hey, how's my sister doing? No. And she said, I can't believe you've done this. You're you. I'm punishing you for doing this. Here's a sexy Moash picture to punish you for reaching out and loving me. That
0: is okay (laughs) listeners sort of true i told emily i am very horrible busy person this week i have crunch week this week I can't talk this week. And she messaged me and said, how is country going? And I was like, how do you think it's going, Emily? (laughs) And as punishment, (laughs) I sent her a sexy moash that is based off of one of my favorite paintings of Lucifer that in turn inspired one of my favorite shots of Star Trek Lower Deck season four. So I didn't direct this episode, (laughs) but season four, episode nine, when Mariner and Mach are in the cave together, there is this one Pose where the board artist, I'm pretty sure, specifically drew Mach looking over his arm like that. I'm just tickled to see Mach doing the same thing. But uh, do you know what? I, don't, I know you're not supposed to pick favorites. Mach is my favorite <laughs> character in Star Trek Lower Decks. I wish, you know what? I just wish. I wish a lot of things.
1: She never apologized for scarring me for life, though, just so everyone knows that.
0: <laughs> okay, so the person whose art i've been admiring is actually stormlight dash archive on tumblr they just have this really great fixed um this really great fixed line weight nice thin consistent line weight and i love the way they draw kaladin and moash so i'm gonna send you to the comic that they drew of the day kaladin uh dragged moash nice. out of the barracks Anyway, Stormlight-Archive. And I i do not ship Kaladin and Moash mm-hmm. within the story. I love AUs where Kaladin and Moash are shipped together. Yeah. Does that make sense? It, it does. Like, I do not, I would not want them to have romance within the Stormlight Archive. When
1: does Tara show up again?
0: Oh, that one girl that Kaladin mentioned one time?
1: Yes. I don't know. Like, no one has mentioned her at the at the homestead, and so I'm assuming this is someone he met outside of after he left and was enslaved.
0: That's in deductive reasoning.
1: Thank you.
0: After Dalinar and Bangian record their podcast on the Way of Kings, <laughs> Dalinar is like, oh, "Do you know what Noadon? I I would love to watch my Noadon visions again, so I could talk to him." And the Stormfather is like. Why did I just show Navani too? And Dalinar says, what? And Emily, what can this Stormfather father do? He can
1: show these visions to anyone.
0: And why was he given the ability to do this? He says, I was given this leave. It's just a few paragraphs from the end.
1: I'm looking. Oh, I was given this leave to choose those who would best be served by the visions. He paused, then grudgingly continued to choose a bond smith. So, okay, so here's the question: mm-hmm. He he chose Dalinar to be a bondsmith. Mm-hmm. Does can he only show two more people, and then he has to ch- make those people bondsmiths, or is there another piece of the Stormfather as a Spren who's gonna? I don't know. I'm I'm confused as to if these people see the visions, are do they become bondsmiths, or is it just here is information? Okay,
0: so I'm gonna for you with that one. We'll see if Queen Fenn gets to become a Bondsmith, because that's who Dalinar picks first to Mm -hmm. go on a dream vacation. Nice. But know that Gavilar was seeing these visions before Dalinar did. So the Stormfather's first choice at Bondsmith was Gavilar. The guy who
1: started it all?
0: Unite them. You must, brother, Mm -hmm. you must find the most important words a man can say. Okay. All right. Hey, you. Gavilar lives and becomes the bondsmith and bonds the storm father. What do you think?
1: From what I've read, I think he would use that to somehow take over other countries. And I think that, oh, I don't know. I don't know enough about him because he, he was trying to unite them, but I think he would have used the dreams to unite them in a way that he thought they were supposed to be united. And I feel like Dalinar is trying to figure out Um, a way to unite everyone for the good of everyone. It almost feels like Gavilar might have united everyone in a way that benefited Alethkar rather than each individual country.
0: So we've been recording for a minute and a half already on this. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to tell you when, but I will tell you at some point, you said something so delicious I dropped it in the Emily is an Unmade channel right away. (laughs) And you've got five crying, laughing, smiling faces. Uh, Lasers posted a Monty Python gif that said, She's a witch. And (laughs) Savior of the pod, Priscilla, is like, If the men find out we can shapeshift, they're going to tell the church. church. So good job today. You said some very clever stuff during the first two chapters. Thank you. Thank you. But let's. Let's jump to the real what I'd like to talk about today. Chapter 29. Wait, uh, can I have that epigraph, please? So sit back, read, or listen to someone
1: who has passed between realms from Oathbringer Purpose. It's it's Yasna. It's you Yasna. She's yourself. passed between the realms. Dalinar has not. He's he's a phony. He's whoa, a fake. Whoa, this whoa, is this please. is <laughs> listen.
0: If you're right. And it's Yasna talking. Then Dalinar hasn't lied to you in these epigraphs because, okay. according to you, Yasna wrote them. Yes, Yanks, get off the murder, Grandpa! <laughs> Just kidding. He's not a grandpa. He's an uncle to Elokar's secret son. Okay. Fail mm-hmm. vale prowled through the breakaway market, Emily. What do Shalon's men know about Vale? Uh,
1: they know that she is, uh, just think, someone who works with Brightness Radiant. Yeah. Radiant Brightness? How do you, I don't remember brightness which is the radiant. correct.
0: Brightness is the title. Radiant is the name.
1: Brightness Radiant.
0: Radiant is more strongly becoming an aspect of Shalon in these chapters. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so they know that Shallan is their boss, but Vale, they believe... They do not know that Vale and Shallan are the two different people. Yes, they do know that... No, they don't know that Shallan is both of these people. They have no idea. And what she's brought them together is uh, there was an attack and they she is trying to prevent the second death, the copycat death that is coming. And so she has brought these men out to the underground mm-hmm. the breakaway market to uh to stop this
0: okay at some point in our story um instead of referring to veil as disguises mm-hmm. or aspects i really think we should start calling them alters alters uh, okay so the altars in shallan system right. because veil and brightness these personalities are now becoming much more distinct from one another. Uh-huh. And they are not, like, sharing. It's not that Shalon is pretending to be Vale when it's Vale walking around. She is not considering Shalon as part of what's happening. Right. She considers Shalon and Radiant as separate people. So. Yeah. We should now call them alters in Shalon's system, I think. Yeah. Alters. Uh, so... They are waiting because there was an accidental murder. Some guy with a mustache got smashed in the head with a bottle. And the murderer was hanged. And Shalon is, sorry, Vale and Shalon's men are on the lookout for another mustachioed man to get smashed over the head. And Emily, they are tracking the wrong violent crime. Mm -hmm.
1: Which surprised me. Because, turns out, uh, the violent crime that is copied is actually the hanging.
0: Yeah. So, I feel it is because the, the bottle was in a moment of, like, rush and the harm it caused was accidental, mm-hmm. but the hanging itself was a deliberate murder. Mm. So, like, when Shalon stabbed the guy in the hand, she, when Vail stabbed the guy in the hand... She was like, I am doing this violence right now on purpose yeah. and it's deliberate. And Adolin murdered Sadius. It was absolutely heat of the moment, but he definitely meant to kill him. Yes. So that is why I think the accidental murder with the bottle didn't register with this being in the tower, but the hanging did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are my feelings.
1: Those are great feelings. I I believe those.
0: And when the person gets hanged. Oh, yeah. Also, I wanted to bring up, I think I mentioned this in our Iron Man episode, I wanted to talk about it here, that yes, Vail is someone that Shalon has slowly been building, mm-hmm. that she's been writing a backstory for her, and what Vail believes is true is not necessarily what is correct. And there's a moment here where somebody even corrects her on one of her assumptions,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and sounds like great well that'll be part of veil now anyway the thing (laughs) the thing jumps down and takes off and who gets chase veil like she's uh
1: she's using stormlight to keep up with this thing um because if she failed the chase she'd have to wait for two more people to be dis to be assaulted if it even happened again the creature might hide now that it knew she was watching um but she's running and i love this that uh she reached into the hallway at intersection and looked one way than the other. She glowed brightly to light the corridors for distance, but she saw nothing in either. She let out a sigh, slumping against the wall. Mmm, Pattern said from her coat, it's there. Where, Shalon asked, to the right. The shadows are off. The wrong Pattern.
0: So, Vale gives chase. Mm-hmm. But Shalon has the powers. Shalon is the one that glows. Shalon is the yeah. one that talks to Pattern on the next page, and this is what's so interesting and cool to me. I'm gonna read these, like, three paragraphs that are right next to each other. Um, they're pretty close. They happen mm-hmm. in sequence, but okay. so here we go. Veil ran heedless of the danger. Shalon skidded around a corner. And two paragraphs later, Radiant dropped to her knees. Mm-hmm. So depending mm-hmm. on what skills she needs in that moment, uh, Shalon. Uh, thinks of her alters as doing this thing. So Radiant is the one that can hold the shard blade. Because Shallan yeah. cannot hold the pattern shard blade. Cannot do it. Yeah. And Veil vale doesn't mm-hmm. have any powers. So yeah. Radiant has to be the one who does this.
1: The rules that she has to work within are so complex, mm-hmm. but are so orderly yeah. as well.
0: Yeah. Then... Uh, when Adolin catches up, Shalon is like, he cannot see me in Veil's clothes. She's talking
1: about uh Adolin specifically, yeah.
0: Yes, and so she puts on a light weaving to make her be Shalon, but that is her central, like that is her core identity. She is Shalon, but mm-hmm. like. She's sort of losing herself in the shuffle.
1: And it's interesting because she said, Shallan, she was Shallan again, innocent, lively, Shallan, quick with a quip, even when nobody wanted to hear it, earnest, but sometimes overeager. She could be that person. That's you, a part of her cried as she adopted the persona. That's the real you, isn't it? Why do you have to paint that face over another?
0: Because she just found out her crush killed her brother and she's freaking out. I would consider, listen, she's in love with Adolin. Mm-hmm. I think she's got a crush on Kaladin, though. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah. I mean, we all do. We all Babe, do. Everyone who reads this book, and everyone who meets him has a crush on Kaladin and doesn't know how to deal with it. Why do you think <laughs> Zeth freaked out so hard after their fight?
1: Well, oh, that's great. Anyway,
0: I'm kidding. Uh, pattern was very helpful. Pattern. Ran to go get. Pattern ran to go get. Yeah, Adolin.
1: she, she sends Pattern off to get Adolin. And he's like, please, Pattern is saying, basically, please tell me you're not going to go after this thing yourself. Because they're, they like, they bring all the soldiers with them. And even then, they don't think that's going to be enough to catch whatever this thing is. And I was afraid. I really was afraid that Shalon was going to be like, yeah, go get Adolin. And yeah, I'll stay here because... And then send Veil or Radiant in after it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But at one point, yeah, at one point because, yeah, she promises she won't do this. Uh, Shallan kept her word. She was drawn toward that blackness, but she wasn't stupid. Well, mostly not stupid. She waited, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, uh, she finally hears voices behind her and she's wondering how long she's been here because she kind of also lost time a little bit as well. Yep. But Meg, What happens?
0: What happens? Renarin shows up. Clomping in. <laughs> She's so <laughs> mean about Renarin still. Still. Like, he's no threat to her. Ugh. Okay. No. I was I was really uh excited about when Aidlin's like, oh yeah, Pattern showed up in the trading room screaming that you'd found the killer. <laughs> to The cub." If we didn't come, you would probably go and do something stupid without letting me watch. (laughs) I love Pattern. Anyway, a bunch of Bridgman show up, including one of them is Scar, Mm -hmm. who I don't know if we've mentioned, is based on one of Brandon's friends, Ethan Skarsgard.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah.
0: So we've got Scar, the Lopin, a female soldier. It's Lynn! Lynn is running around with Bridge Four.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah. I love that Bridge Four is still adopting people.
0: And then as Teft is talking, Renarin leans out and says, there's something down there, something ancient. You felt it, haven't you? This place is weird. This power is weird. You've noticed it too, right? And then Teft said, you're the expert on what's weird. We'll trust your word. And Shalon's like, oh, that's kind of insulting. Like, that's sort of rude. And then it's like, girl, pot kettle, black. But Renarin like grins and that someone someone slaps him on the back. And I'm like, oh no, that's that's camaraderie. Punch him some men say hello. (laughs) Renarin was really afraid that becoming a shard bearer would divide him from Bridge Four. Mm -hmm. And I'm really happy that he's still considered a part of the team. And they're still treating him. Like they're not bowing or scraping to the prince. They're like, nah, he's he's bridge for. Her. We've got a guy that flies and glows. Like <laughs> a prince, you know, that's not even a big thing. Don't even worry about it.
1: Well, it reminds me of when uh, I think it's in Way of Kings. Wit is talking to Renarin, and is making salacious comments and kind of insinuating things. But like Renarin is able to like solve his riddle. Yeah,
0: if you can. And Adolin's about ridiculous. to jump. I will stop mocking you. And Renarin says. Nothing ridiculous. <laughs> and
1: Adolin is ready to jump at his brother's side and defend him. But but there is that slight camaraderie between Renarin and Wit to the point that he's like, oh, okay, I, I don't have to kill Wit.
0: <laughs> okay. So there is Adolin and Shalon. the bridge for, mm-hmm. they're going to chase down the tunnel after this thing. And Tef sort of pulls Shalon aside. Is like, hey, listen, don't expect magic from us like we've been able Mm -hmm. to suck in stormlight and glow that's about it emily when did it stop and why
1: it stopped when kaladin left yeah um but lopin's just like oh when he comes back we'll do it again like it's no big deal like it's kind of a big deal So it's
0: like kaladin has become the sill to the entirety of bridge four he's what gives them hope and he's what gives them their powers
1: oh i love that
0: all right (laughs) so in a very Pippin moment, I feel Lopin <laughs> uh, tosses a diamond chip, a money sphere, down the hole. And Adolin's like, it might be down there. You just gave away position." a precision. <laughs> Listen, I love the visual of, like, complete dark tunnel, single white sphere dropping down. Yeah. And now well, they, they are going down a shaft.
1: We get some lore uh because the sphere is down there as a as a you know a light uh shalon was glad to know that at least there was an end to this descent she'd begin to imagine an infinite spiral like with old Dilid, one of the ten fools he ran up a hillside toward the tranquiline halls with sand sliding beneath his feet running for eternity but never making progress and like that almost sounded like a like a circle of hell sort of a reference you know um a ring of hell or whatever and they they mentioned the ten fools several times but i do not yet know what that is and i'm very intrigued to find that out if that is supposed to be like another word for the radiance another name for the radiance i just don't know
0: who does me <laughs> <Megan>. <laughs> ah! so the visuals Shabon gets the coolest most incredible magical fantasy sequence but because she doesn't mm-hmm. like to register her magic that hard, uh, it's not like okay. So like when Kaladin swears his second ideal, and like the wing shaped glyphs explode back down across the hallway, it's like presented in this epic yeah. forefront manner. And when Shallan stuff happens, she's just like, "Yeah, I did magic stuff anyway." Moving on. Uh, but <laughs> they get charged by a bunch of black shapes and emily renarin knows where they come from what does renarin say well let's see who's doing this
1: well first they're looking in like a uh they open (laughs) they open a door with the with the let's see oh adolin rams his blade through the door opens it and everything feels wrong and they find a library full of books but the books are so ancient and so old that they just crumble under under the slightest touch. And and she's like, well, maybe, maybe we can save them somehow. But um,
0: another thing Yazda yes, was wrong about mm-hmm. the archive of Eurythiru.
1: But Renard is freaking out because uh. A large mass that reflected the light glistening like tar. We shouldn't have come here, Renarin said. We can't fight this. Stormfather. He stumbled backward. Stormfather. So I want to talk about Renarin for half a second. Okay. Because Renarin, in previous books, has always charged towards danger. That is true. But he's always unprepared. He's always, like, running onto the battlefield to save his dad. But he doesn't have plates, so he's sent back. You know, he's, he's there to help... Adolin during the big duel, but he can't help as either. And the idea that they are here and there is danger and Renarn is not running towards it intrigued me. And I'm wondering if it's because earlier he's trying to fit the Alethi definition of bravery or whatever, and didn't really want to do it, but just thought like, that's what i should do or if he just is always brave because he doesn't understand the true dangers because no one has really like allowed him to take any responsibility and now he's not running forward i'm wondering if it's because he knows like even if his his uh spren doesn't quite know what this is everything just feels bad and yeah. feels wrong
0: consider as someone who constantly charges into danger Maybe the first time his friend knows exactly what this is and is like, <laughs> buddy,
1: don't back do up. it.
0: <laughs> Let's see. So, this is She's
1: Here, Renarin whispered, one of the unmade, Re Shafir, the Midnight Mother. Hi, Evely. Megan. <laughs> what do you know about the
0: unmade? Nothing. Are you sure? I know they exist. Could you name more than one? No. Yes. Because who did we just, who did we just see in this oh, chapter? Oh, well,
1: re Uh-huh.
0: Name uh. me the one unmade name you actually know. Nat Sion. Sa-sia-s-a-nat. Nat. <laughs> now, Evelyn. Megan. I've got to just tell you. Okay. <laughs> the unmade are a significant spren of... Odium. Yes. Well, I know. So I want you to guess how many you think there are.
1: I'm going to say there's nine
0: of them. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to tell you where you've heard about a couple of them. Okay. In Words of Radiance, Taravangian speaks about several unmade within the diagram. So I'm going to read to you. Oh, is one of them
1: the. Magog, Madeir, Mad- yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And does Magog Madeir do?
1: It goes where there's a lot of death, it follows death, which is why yes. they're getting the death rattles. Yay! <laughs> Yay! I'm so proud of you! go back and listen to that episode you're just telling me you'll find out about this later you'll just figure it out later
0: but this is important i think what i said was remember the (laughs) unmade okay look look you you've now named three (laughs) what is their (laughs) real name no what is their real name oh sorry (laughs) moloch um okay here we go here is uh, Words of Radiance, Epigraph 81, okay. Book of the Second Desk Drawer, Paragraph 13. The unmade are a deviation, a flare, a conundrum that may not be worth your time. You cannot help but think of them. They are fascinating. Many are mindless, like the spread of human emotion, only much more nasty. I do believe a few think, however. Okay, next one is... um, That's rude that you call me that, then. (laughs) Uh, Words of Radiance, (laughs) Epigraph 82. There is one you will want to watch. Although all of them have some relevance to precognition. So the the Unmade can see the future. Future. Uh Uh-huh. That is why (laughs) uh, the channel where your predictions are correct is called Emily is an... Unmade. Because sometimes you correctly predict things for the future of the books. That's why we call you unmade. Seeing the future is of the void bringers, of the unmade. So, there's one you will watch, though all of them have some relevance to precognition. Moloch is one of the most powerful in that regard. His touch seeps into his soul as it breaks apart from the body, creating manifestations powered by the spark of death itself. But no, this is a distraction, a deviation, kingship. We must discuss the nature of kingship. So that was in the epigraphs in the chapter we saw from Terabangean's point of view in his interlude in Words of Radiance. Mm -hmm. He mentioned that Moloch is traveling and they can tell this because they are getting fewer and fewer death rattles. So wherever Moloch is present, when people die, Mm -hmm. there will be more death rattles. And he has been in the east for a very, very, very long time, which is why people on the shattered plains were doing death rattles. Kaladin saw them. And it's why people who are near Mm Kerbroth were doing it as well. So like Moloch affects a huge area and Moloch is on the move somewhere else. Taravangian's hospitals Mm -hmm. are not getting as many death rattles anymore. Right. All right. Now, Book of the Second Desk Drawer, paragraph 27. Mm -hmm. Book of the Second Desk Drawer shows up chapters and chapters later, and it just says, one is almost certainly a traitor to the others. And in our Words of Radiance, we discussed that this could either still be talking about the unmade or Taravangian... Had just mentioned kingship. We have to talk about kingship. So, either one of the unmade will betray everyone or a king will betray everyone. So, okay, think about that. So, some of the stuff you know about the unmade, uh, Sia Anat, do you remember where we saw her?
1: You told me that it was at the Dalinar's Vision
0: why you tell people when i tell you stuff when i give you full <laughs> permission to credit you for remembering and figuring things out
1: no i want this to be as real as possible
0: okay. in one of dalinar's visions when he was back in the pure lake as a soldier and they were searching for something uh somebody says keep your eyes open once sia Anat touches a spren it acts as strange call attention to anything you see so Mm -hmm. we're keeping an eye open for spren acting strange for spren being an outlier and acting like they shouldn't Mm -hmm. so emily the first time i read oathbreaker i was like we've literally Oh, I'm sorry, they just introduced nine big bads in one go, and I'm supposed to know this? <laughs> I did not pay as hard of attention in Words of Radiance as I should have, so you now know about Moloch, who talks about the Death Rattles, who influences Death Rattles, Sia and Nat, mm-hmm. who can corrupt Spren, and now the Midnight Mother, who we follow on a merry chase. So let's, um. oh, oh, there's there's one more important okay the other place we heard the unmade mentioned is in the listener's songs that were in the words of radiance part two epigraphs okay you know the one that's like war form is worn for this and for that claimed by the gods given to kill blah 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 so the unmade appear in two of these smoke form for hiding and slipping between men a form of power a human search bring it round again Though crafted of gods, it was made by unmade hand. Leaves its force to be one of foe Mm. or friend. So, smoke form is connected to one of the unmade. And that is Words of Radiance, Chapter 25, Song of Histories, uh, 27th stanza. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is smoke form. It's again about smoke form. Smoke is for hiding and slipping between men. Another form of power like those of spren. Do we dare to wear this form again? Crafted of gods, this form we fear. By unmade touch, its curse to bear. Formed from shadow when death is near, it lies. Mm. And that is from the Song of Secrets, 51st stanza. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to send you a link. Okay. And it is a collection of all of the epigraphs of words of radiance Ooh. don't go anywhere else on this website it's the copper mine. okay don't go anywhere else on this website but maybe all right we, we, we read the epigraphs again a little little brush up because uh who has time to re-listen to an entirety of our podcast listeners you do write in tell us tell us about the time i told emily about the unmade <laughs> okay but you are you are you feeling a little more on top of what's happening? Yes. Okay.
1: Thank you for walking me through that. That was very nice of you.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. It's because I love you, and I really the <laughs> podcasting with you. So,
1: tell me about the unmade. So the the blob, you know, the mother of midnight midnight mother, or is that what they call it? Anyways, uh, Shalon realizes that it is making copies of everyone. They are not very good copies, though. Like, I think there's one of Navani, and like her one eye is like one eye is too big and like too low or whatever. And so they are just copying them as and and sending them out. And Shalon is just like, I can do better than you. And she floods the room with all different sorts of copies of herself. Was it just herself or is it other people?
0: Uh, it is a but ton like- of. Oh, sorry. Shh. Shalons. No. Uh, the Midnight Mother is flooding the room with dark in Uh, There's a Navani yes. as well. And Shallan is like, pathetic! And then she puts out a... Not just herself. It's Polona. It's soldiers from the hallway. It's like everyone from her collection. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. the, the Midnight Mother... Is like an incomplete black mirror of Shalon's full light weaving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, Ailing goes, How are you doing this? <laughs> Why are they afraid? Has someone with a knife not known who you were ever tried to threaten you? Yeah, I just summoned my shard blade. It's a little like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so we gotta choose retreat or attack what does adolin say to that but they have to
1: choose and shalana's saying uh this creature she's been watching me she's changed how i see the tower i feel like i understand her a connection i cannot explain that can't be a good thing right can we even trust what i think oh hey here's what i'm worried about what are you worried about that this mindless altar that shalon has that is having her draw things that she doesn't understand her secret wife is going her secret wife uh is going to bond to one of the odium spren and shalon will literally be split
0: into two different people not literally but okay yeah all right that can a person bond more than one type of sprint?
1: i would think normally no but shalon has been so determined deliberate about determined about cutting pieces of herself out and compartmentalizing that i feel if anyone could do it it would be shalon
0: all right so uh Shallan asks the brothers to clear a space for her and for the soldiers to clear a space. And the midnight mother copies, Mm -hmm. they are attacking the shard bearers and they are attacking the soldiers and they are not attacking Shallan. And Shallan is like, Oh, they don't know how to face me. And some of, Mm -hmm. she's made also like a trillion Shallan's, and she sees herself at all different ages. Some of them are cowering, fighting. One of them, a young version of her, is dancing. And she even sees Vale, like, running around. And Emily, yeah. how does this
1: chapter end? Shalon takes her safe hand, ungloves it, and pushes it, like, touches Odium's spren. Mmm, tasty. Okay. Ah! <laughs> at Cliff Higgs, but that's what, the end. <laughs> what, what do you
0: think is going to happen?
1: Uh I think okay, either that she's going to bond with this Sprend, the other part of her that's free, that doesn't have any bonding to pattern, or the Spren is going to try and absorb Shalon so that she can copy her. And like do a good copy of Shalon, And then they're gonna have to they're gonna have to uh contend with copy you know Shalon the second who is probably has no like qualms about hurting people has no nothing holding her back and they're gonna see what a Shalon unleashed could be
0: great well let's talk about what heralds are at the top of each of this week's chapters emily who <laughs> right. is at the top of chapter 29
1: it is, uh, Shalash and Paula, I believe.
0: I believe you are right. Nice. Uh, so, Shal... Did you say Paula? Sorry. Yeah.
1: Wait, is that no backing down? Sorry, that was no backing down. That, that, that was... Wasn't I'm so, so sorry. Down. I was we also
0: need... linking that. Sorry. We need, we need to jump back to 27.
1: 27. Playing I'm pretend.
0: That's the one. Uh, so this is Shalash and Shalash. Double Shalash. Which is who Shalon was named after. Uh, she represents mm-hmm. being creative and being honest. Uh, I would say that these two slashes are kissing each other out. Because Shalon is not being very honest with herself. <laughs> Although Adolin is being maybe too honest in this chapter. Maybe he should have kept some of that. And broke it to his fiance a little softer.
1: A little nicer.
0: Alright, chapter 28. Another option.
1: We have... Oh, I'm blanking yes. on the name. The yeah Yez. Yeah, yeah. yes yes. I'm blanking <laughs> on the name. Yezrian. and Noah Don, not Noah Don.
0: Who's the Nate Nathaniel? I'm sorry, Naylin. One of these fantasy heralds is not called Nathan. <laughs> it's Naylin. This isn't uh, the work and the glory. Um. All right, and uh. Yesrian is about protecting and leading. He's king, uh, which Dalinar is struggling to do. And Naylan uh, mm-hmm. is about being just and confident. Justice. And Dalinar and Amaram's discussion about, I, yep. justice is I feel why Naylan is here. All right. now, Shash and Paula are, Shalash is again creative and honest. And I think Shalon is very creative, uh, this chapter. She's literally creating people and other Shalons. And mm-hmm. Paula is about being learned and giving. So there we go. All right, next week. Nice. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oathbringers kicking off. Thank you so much for recording this with me. Uh, next week, we will be reading chapter 30, Mother of Lies. Chapter 31. Demands of the Storm, and Chapter 32, Company. Now, that is a very short reading. It is only 14 pages. Okay. Should we add one of the interludes?
1: How many interludes are there?
0: There are three interludes.
1: How long are the interludes altogether?
0: Uh, The interludes altogether listen up everybody we are doing math (laughs) okay the interludes all together are 15 pages so 14 plus okay okay so so it may feel long but listeners you're like oh my gosh three chapters and three interludes who are these girls what are they doing i'll tell you what we're doing we're gonna get through all of oathbringer and all of rhythm of war in under a year so buckle in Buckaroos and enjoy the longest episodes you've ever listened to in your life because <laughs> it's time to get serious Whew. okay so and so besides the besides the chapters that we're reading we'll have three interludes for Pooley for Alista, and for Venley <gasps> emily who's venly
1: venly is uh I's sister yes the yes. the brains behind the whole thing yes
0: so we had zeth and every interlude in book one book two we had I every interlude book three mm-hmm. it's venly's turn Fenley, yes. i am so hyped i love I <laughs> thumb on the scale I love family
1: as a character. Is this going to be Is this going to be a Moash thing where you like him so much so it makes me hate him? Is this going to be
0: <laughs> I hope you hate his guts. We could talk about it on our <laughs> podcast. All right. I am going to Oh, but I have a song of the week. <laughs> nice. Uh it's it's not really thematic to what we talked about like in the contents of the chapter but i feel like it's a great vibe for the episode we just recorded the song is i told you so (laughs) by carrie underwood the most relevant lyrics um i (laughs) would you say i told you so oh i told you so i told you someday you would come crawling back and ask me to take you in i okay listen i'm not quoting anymore Emily, I know I told you about the unmade. And I know we talked about it a lot. (laughs) We did talk about Moloch. I
1: remember that. I just don't remember you saying he was an unmade.
0: Well, now he is.
1: Or noncier. Yeah, a gnat. (laughs) Okay,
0: Emily. When you think about the unmade, I want you to think about a bug that you should squash. Okay. And then you say, I saw a gnat flying in the air
1: what i think about Saw when I think nat. Of all unmade
0: yeah and that so you should think of the tribe remember <laughs> yeah. that name yeah. <laughs> oh. this is fun emily there's <laughs> nine unmade how many do you think we're going to talk about in this book
1: i bet all of them
0: let's find out all right listeners six, I love you. six I... to all okay uh i love you <laughs> everyone thank you for listening Emily, Thank I'm you for having listening. so much fun. I can't wait to record two more podcast episodes with you today.
1: It'll be really fun. Um, one thing I want to make sure everyone knows before you go that we do have a Patreon uh, <laughs> we have put together this year, which is great. If you go to patreon.com slash sis made me view it, if you join at the $3 level, you're going to get in and talk on the Discord with us. $7 level is friend of the pod, and you get your episodes out every Monday. You don't have to wait for them to come out during the week. And then... Uh, Honorary Sibling is the $12 level, and that is where Megan mentioned that we, you get everything from the other two levels, plus you get Marvel MCU feed only. We have covered everything uh, on phase one, and we just finished Iron Man 2 today, and we're getting ready to start on Thor 2, so you've got about six or seven episodes that are out already on the, on the Patreon, so... We appreciate everyone who has signed up. We love you so much. Everyone is being so great about this. And Megan, I enjoy doing this with you as well. It is so fun. Oh, I'm so glad. So uh, in the meantime, we are going to take a quick break before we go and do more recordings. We are getting ready to record. Oh my
0: gosh. We're almost done with Roswell. The second to last Roswell episode. I'm so, I can taste it. We could conceivably watch the Roswell finale tonight after all our other Mm -hmm, recordings. mm -hmm. (gasps) So we do a Roswell 1990
1: ver- 1999 version. We are currently doing uh, Our Flag Means Death Season 2. That's on our miscellaneous feed. Uh, we are getting ready to start recording for Naomi Novik's scholarman Man series. Uh, we're getting ready to finish up The One to Watch. We just have a lot of fun stuff going on. Dilly and I are doing Fall of the House of Usher that's going to come out in a couple months. And uh, that's where we're at. That's all right. We have so much to do, and it's so much fun. All right. I got to go i gotta go i i don't know what but i gotta go i gotta go too i gotta Uh, walk my dog real fast (laughs) all
0: right you're gonna do such a good job do you know how i know that you how because i believe in you (gasps) i believe in you Ah, ready. ready break break